Alright, welcome to the the next episode of Podcast Maximus. And today it's uh, me, Hound, and uh, and Clay. Say hello, Clay. Hello, Clay. <laughs> Alright, well today we're going to be talking about Transformer toys. So let's just jump right in. Uh, let's start with uh, where we... What, where we started when we were kids, what we had when we were kids, that kind of thing. Go ahead, Clay. Well, like I was saying earlier, um, I had quite a few when I was a kid, but you know, looking back over the old catalogs, I can identify uh, most of them as like the smaller and cheaper toys. So I had like a lot of combiners because I could get them, you know, one every couple of weeks. And so at the end result, I think I had four or five different combiner sets when I was a kid, but I didn't have much like the big stuff. So like. Metroplex and Ultra Magnus were like a successive Christmas and then birthday present, and those were the biggest of the Transformer toys that I had when I was a kid. And then, like I say, most of the other stuff that I had were like uh, the Technobots and the Terracons and the Stunticons and then like the clone sets. And I may have had a tape or two, but that that's pretty much what I, what I had when I was a kid. All right. Well, um, as for me, I th- I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering correctly, my first toy was Soundwave, which I got for Christmas with a couple of the tapes. Um, I had a few bits and pieces here. Most of my stuff came at Christmas time, so it was like I got Devastator one Christmas, I got Six Shot another Christmas, I got Power Master Optimus Prime, you know, that kind of thing. Um I think uh you know I started I collected I I you know I was I was getting toys right up till oh gosh um till Action Masters I think the I had an Action Master uh Grimlock and an Action Master Prowl um you know but when the toy line died off so did my kind of interest in it you know I was a teenager by then so I kind of you know was more interested in other things at that time it's where we got back into it as an adult. So uh, go ahead. Well, I remember uh, going with my mother and my then toddler nephew, and we were looking for, I think, a Scooby-Doo toy one summer. And I remember when we were in the toy aisle, and I think I was out of high school by that point, and that was the first time I'd been in a toy aisle in years, but I remember seeing like this big red dragon. And it said it was a Transformer on it, and I, I kept looking at it, I was like, that is so cool. And of course, you know, I, I hadn't bought a toy in years, you know, because I had outgrown those. So, I didn't get it at the time. And then, when I finally did uh, decide to go ahead and, and just get the thing, because it looked so awesome, and I went back, I could only find, like, a much smaller one. And I was like, where did the big one go? And, you know, now I can recognize it's... It was the difference between the Transmetal 2 Megatron and the Beast Machines Megatron. <laughs> but I didn't know any of that at the time. I just looked at it just like, I remember that being better. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> but then like a couple of years after that, you know, I discovered 
that you could find things on eBay. And I think at the at the time I bought spent like twenty five dollars on a boxed uh, Transmetal two Megatron, and I got that and I loved it. And it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> uh, well, sort of the same. Like um, I you know throughout most of the nineties wasn't really interested in Transformers at all. Didn't really even realize that Beast Wars was a thing at all. And then was in the was in a, a a KB Toys one time. I remember this, and with a buddy of mine, and noticed the Beast Machines toys. And I I saw that big giant Cheetor and was like, I want that. And ended up with it as a Christmas gift, like not more than a couple weeks later. It wasn't long after that, yeah, that I discovered eBay. You know, it was like, holy, I can buy all those old Transformers I didn't get when I was a kid? Oh, it's on. And then, yeah. And then (laughs) then Robots in Disguise came out, and I was like, wow, these are great, and I can buy these in the the stores. So, yeah, it was, from there, it was just, yeah, downhill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to say it was Armada that was on. When I started buying again, so yeah, you were at it just a, a year or two before I was. Mm. Let's talk about Hasbro now. Like, what do you like about the toy lines now? What do you not like? What do I like about them now? Well, is anyone or any of my friends that have ever been over to my house and have tried playing with any of them and then have a part popped off? They know that I have the line memorized. It's like some parts are made to detach if excessive force is applied. If such separation occurs, please simply apply force to reattach the part. And they can now mime that line whenever I say it because it happens so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I would I would have to say uh, between that and um, a lot of the original Autobot cars that I had, had inherited from my cousin who lived next door once he decided that he didn't want them anymore that came, you know, mostly broken... Um, I like that they make them with a certain durability. <laughs> I like that if I snap a part off, odds are I can snap it back on and it'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, broadly speaking, that's what I like about what they do now. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 much nicer now. <laughs> I think that they've made leaps and bounds when they engineer these things now. There's there's so much. I don't. Know, they're they're just so much more fun to play with now you know now that they've discovered that ball joints are a thing and <laughs> you know it's like why why didn't they think of this back in 1984 because that would have been great to have the you know to have toys back then when i was a kid that were as posable as you know the gi joes that were coming out at the time you know. Yeah. But I, I more specifically, I think toys that Hasbro is are putting out now um that, that interest me the most is like generations. Um I haven't been really all that interested in the cartoon tie in toys that they've done. I, I've got a few prime, didn't really touch anything from animated, um haven't looked at anything from the new Robots in Disguise cartoon. Haven't bought anything as far as the movie uh, tie-in toys. Haven't done, haven't bought any of those for myself at all. I've, I've purchased a few for my nephew because he loves that stuff, but nothing for me. It's ma- mainly been Generations because it's it's a toy line that's geared towards 
updated versions of G1 toys, which I love. <laughs> it plays on my nostalgia, and I, you know, that's that's where most of my interest in Transformers comes from. Is from my nostalgia when I was a kid. Yeah, at the time that we came in, they were doing like robots in disguise and Armada. So you know, we've both been around uh, buying this stuff long enough to basically see this model unfold where they finally realized that you know we can pick up uh, additional sales on just cashing in on a certain nostalgia value mm-hmm. and, th- and not just that but also that they could carry it on year to year you know and sort of pick it up where they left off I think of the first batch of it we got Starscream and Ramjet and if you happen to be at a certain store you could pick up Skywarp too and then I think it was like four years later that we got the other three we got uh, Thundercracker and Dirge and Thrust yeah which is very very unlike the way that they treat you know their quote unquote mainline stuff which is to run it for two or three years clear the board wipe the slate clean and then start over with another uh, Prime and Bumblebee and Starscream and Megatron and then a handful of others that they you know rotate through. But I mean this model that they use you know for generations is uh, it's very different from everything else that they do, which is normally come up with a great idea, have a great like inception to it, you know first few set of molds, milk it dry, and then just wipe this just wipe it off the table and then pretend it never happened. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> you know, it works. I, you know, it keeps the line fresh because you, I mean, you got to figure every two or three years, your your demographic has moved on to you know older things. So you're 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 getting a new batch of children to market to. So I, you know, it works. I mean, obviously it's working. You know, Transformers is stronger now than it's ever been. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and as I say. The reason that they do their mainline stuff is, you know, to wipe it clean is for that reason is to, you know, start with another uh, group of group of kids, you know, very, very young new fans and to start it again so that they can be at at like this new series from the beginning instead of trying to hop into it after it's been going for five, six, seven years, which complementary to that is I think the same reason that a lot of the classics slash generation slash universe slash whatever name that they call it this year, a lot of the early stuff of that has gotten really expensive on the secondary market because, you know, there's been this aggregation to it year after year after year as they keep revisiting it because this is like... It's basically the one consistent line that's been running, I want to say, for the longest time of anything that they've ever done in the brand because the original line only ran, what, seven years? And Classics is already up to creeping on nine and that's with different names and different iterations but they've been building on it longer than they have any other thing this is true yeah i mean well if you count universe slash classics slash whatever they called it in there this line's been going for a long time now to me as a collector i consider it all one continuous line that you know will have a on year and an off year depending on whether or not there's you know, a big live-action film coming out because they 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 tend to let it fall by the wayside when they have that coming up. But it, yeah, in my mind, it, it's just been one thing continuously from classics all the way up to Combiner Wars, with the occasional dip in quality. 
I mean, I don't like that my hoist is, you know, mysteriously somehow smaller than all the other deluxes, but they seem to have gone back to making them their same size. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll move on to uh, talking about Takara next. Okay. What are your opinions about what they're doing? They're... (laughs) Aren't they making those little Choro Q, like, automatically popping up cars and... They made like a bunch of movie ones, and then now they're doing like Hello Kitty and <laughs> and Donald Duck and some <laughs> other ones. The Takara's output is just so. Yeah, I don't I don't know that they know what they they're doing from one year to the next because they they seem much more uh I don't want to say slapstick with their <laughs> with what they do, but a lot of <laughs> I I don't know they do weird things. Well, I, I mean, I can't say that I paid much attention to anything um, there aside from the, the Masterpiece stuff. Like, I, I know I stumbled onto a YouTube uh, YouTube videos of uh, clips from episodes of what I can only assume is the, the, the cartoons that are running in Japan, you know, at, at some point here. But it was something I'd never seen. I, it, wasn't, it wasn't the Unicron trilogy stuff. I know that. So, obviously, there's... They've they've got their own set of mainline Transformer toy line going on over there, but I, I'm I've been completely unaware of what of what that is really. I haven't paid much attention to that. Um, most of my focus, like I said, has been on the Masterpiece stuff, and I I think they're doing great stuff with the Masterpiece toy line. I think they're doing great with like each first release. But then the redecos that they come up with are becoming increasingly weird. Because, I mean, as we're talking about it now, I think uh, they just announced... Like, I think one of the things that they just announced was another police version of Sideswipe that they've given the name of one of the e-hobby reissues. Yeah, Clampdown. And I'm looking at that, and it's like... And that's fundamentally different from Red Alert How... (laughs) Exactly. Well, I mean, that's that's part of the the business model they're working under, though. I mean, like that's been Hasbro and Takara's mo for a while now. It's like if they can release something, or if they're going to design a new toy, they want to release it with, you know, they want to get two, two, three, you know, even more iterations of it out there so that they can make as much money off of that one mold as they can. Which, and I can't fault them for it. Obviously, it's working. The toy lines. Like I said, doing doing you know is stronger than it's ever been. So, you know, I, I don't fault them for it. I'm not you know I'm not inclined to purchase more than one version of a mold usually, unless it's like I said ties into like my G1 nostalgia because I have like the video game tie-in toys, the the Fall of Cybertron ones. I have all three Seekers because I I need to have all three Seekers because. That's the way, you know, that's the way my my obsession with Transformers works, I guess. I'm not going to buy like Clampdown or or an exhaust or something like that because I I got no reason to want those toys. <laughs> I've got no attachment to those toys as a character. Yeah. I want to say the leader Jetfire that they remolded into Thundercracker then followed up with Starscream and I think Skywarp's on the way. It's like yeah, I'll just omit buying any of them because I don't want to buy three of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that that plays into to, to what I buy and what I don't buy too. It's just like if I buy 
Thunder. If I buy Leader Class Thundercracker, then I'm going to want Leader Class Starscream and Skywarp, and I can't afford to get all three of those. So I'll just stick with my Leader Class Jetfire because he's nice and he looks like a one of the one of the old uh, Veritex from Robotech, and that you know I I love him, and I never had Jetfire when I was a kid, so now I have a Jetfire that's pretty close to that original one, and that makes me happy. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, as far as the masterpiece stuff goes, I'm loving the the new cars. There, every time they're, you know, I'm looking forward to a lot of the the stuff that I hope is coming up, like a Sunstreaker, a Trailbreaker, you know, a Hound. All of those would be great, and you know, maybe someday when I'm making a little more money, I can afford to get those. Well, I mean, the thing that I would like them like to see them do with the masterpieces realize that. There are other characters that people would want to buy than just Autobot cars. But, I mean, since they've rebooted this line, we've gotten... When I say reboot, I mean from the new Masterpiece Convoy mold and thereafter. We've gotten, like, what, Soundwave and the tapes, and then everything else has been a car. Yeah, that's true. I would love to see, like, you know, them to to do the other Dinobots. That would be great. I, I definitely... You know, we have the Grimlock, so I'd like to get the, you know, the rest of the Dinobots. That'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, that reminds me of, I think a Hasbro UK put out an online survey, and one of the th- questions on it was, when you, when we release a character, do you like to complete a whole set or a subset? And it's like. Yes, I would like to complete a subset, you know, which means that there are other Dinobots besides Grimlock. It's true. I, I'd also like to get a, a, you know, a masterpiece Megatron that's, you know, maybe a little more or a little better constructed, I guess, or engineered. That would be nice. Uh, you know, if if that's not in the cards, then you know, I th- I hope someday I can I can pick up the original masterpiece Megatron. I I've heard it's not so great, but I still want it. Just because I have a masterpiece Optimus Prime, I'd like to have the Megatron to go with him. And it, it's amazing how this you know, complementary interplay you know, re- really goes into you know, what we decide to buy. You know, it's not just that. Oh, I like that thing by itself. I want to like that thing in conjunction with you know six other things, and I want the whole set. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's talk about third-party toys. So you can't talk about Transformer toys, I think, without talking about those. Um, they're very expensive, and but a lot of them are very neat and wonderful, and I can afford some of them, but not all of them. <laughs> yeah, I think that pretty much sums up my uh, my opinion on the third-party toys, too. I, I would love to have a lot of them. Uh, maybe not all of them. There's some stuff like... You know, now with this new Combiner Wars toy line, there's stuff like the third-party aerial bots and Stunticons and stuff like that that I'm not so keen on having anymore because I have decent versions of those that didn't cost me, you know, hundreds of dollars to get. So, you know, and a lot of the third-party stuff has been Combiners, but there's things like Feral Rex that I don't think Hasbro is going to put out anything as nice as that, and I would I would so love to get that someday. Um, I'm hoping that. You know, there's some, you know, eBay will be the resource, I hope, or some, or, or somewhere similar to that, that I can pick up a Feral Rex um, at some point down the line when I when I do have more money. Um, 
you know, and but there there are uh, you know besides combiners that I would get. I, I'm you know there's a lot of stuff that's coming out soon that I that I look at and would love to get. There's a lot of things that have come out before that I would love to get. Um, you know, there's the combiner dots I would love to get because I think that's just a neat concept. Um, and the and the individual figures actually looked really good, aside from being able to combine. They they actually were pretty good Dinobots in themselves. So the that them also being able to combine into a really cool looking combiner thing is just icing on that cake. So um, that's as as far as third party toys go. That's that's pretty much my interest in it. Well, for me, I've accumulated uh, several of the third-party combiners and I was able to do so because of the way that they release them one at a time that helps tremendously because as you were talking about Feral Rex I think from the time that we that they Mastermind Creations first put out like renders of like this soon-to-be project until the time that I actually had like the last figure you know, released and like in my hands was probably about three years. And I know that the release schedule was at least a year and a half to get after they had already started coming out between when I got the first figure and when I got the last figure. So that helps, I think, tremendously. <laughs> yeah, it makes it a lot easier to spend, you know, to drop like $150 on a toy or, you know, 100 to $150 onto a toy when you. You know, when you know you're getting a set of it, having to drop like five hundred, six hundred dollars all at once. When you can do it piecemeal over the course of, you know, a couple of years, it's it's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, and the last uh, combiner that I completed was the Unique Toys Orton, and I want to say that the release time frame for that set was they. I think the first one came out in maybe December, and the last one came out in August. And that's been the quickest uh, turnaround from start to finish of any of them that have been released by any company so far. And normally it's a year or, year or more. But as of this time, I have yet to start on any of... Uh, let's see, I've got a little list. I think any of the other five... <laughs> any of the other five third-party combiners that I want. And I have not yet started on those, and I don't plan to start on them. Uh, for a little while at least, you know, just I just want to sit back and enjoy, like not waiting. Yeah, and I suppose the plan going forward is to just let other people buy them as they come out, and then I'll just you know go in and take my time and pick them up piecemeal after they're already released, so that way I know what I'm getting. Let's see. Now, let's talk about what we're what we're looking forward to. What what we know is coming out soon, and and what of that you're you're planning on maybe picking up. Uh, well, the thing that I'm kind of looking forward to, and you know, may yet come to fruition, is actually finding a Motormaster to go with the rest of the Stunicons. <laughs> I'm talking about the Combiner Wars ones. Right. Uh, I think he was supposed to re- be released by like six months ago. I'm still looking. <laughs> I'm going to find one sooner or later. But <laughs> for the moment, <laughs> it, it's looking like I'll actually have the the E-Hobby uh, Grand Scourge uh, release of the, the Optimus version of that toy before I actually find the Motormaster. 
Well, I know he was out here, I, cause I got one, but he was he was on the he was only on the shelf for like a, you know, a couple of weeks, month at most before he was just gone. Um, as for me, what I'm looking forward to, well, I'm you know I'm looking forward to more Combiner War stuff. I I still need to pick up the Protectobots, so I'm hoping to someday put a maybe put together some money to get the uh, what what is the car call them Unite Warriors yeah, or something I like think that. So. There, I'm hoping to pick up that gift set because I really want the groove as a as a limb instead of like a chess piece thing. Um, just you know, again because you know it plays on my nostalgia thing. I want that one. It's the same idea with the aerial bots and the stunticons. I got the uh, quick slinger breakneck exclusives because I wanted to have ones that were closer to the G1 than than what the the uh, the main toy line had put out. So, and I was kind of hoping for that for that with groove to be released as an exclusive but it's looking like that's not in the card so i hoping i can put together enough money to get that set from uh from takara which you know that i'm looking forward to the the combaticons the that they showed off at the conventions this this summer um you know i think those look great looks fantastic actually and i really want it um I'm not so keen on the Skylinks thing. I mean, kind of. There's, I mean, there's a Combiner Wars Hound in there, and that kind of looks cool. Um, I'm also the 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 Ironhide kind of looks cool. Those are two characters that I kind of like. Um, so I'd I'd like to get those. Uh, as far as Takara, I mean, like Takara's, it's it's there's. I want all of the masterpiece stuff, really. I mean, most uh, just about everything that's come out in the last, you know, five years or what. As far as that goes, I've wanted, um, you know. As far as like the you know the first toy the the first model of it like you know the Prowl and Blue Streak and the the Sideswipe you know I don't need the the you know half a dozen different recolors of everything because you know I don't I don't care about a clamp down or an exhaust or or whatever but um I really love to get a lot of those that's that's gonna have to be something for when you know when me and my family are making a bit more money but maybe eventually down the line I'll be able to pick that stuff up. As far as third-party stuff goes, I've just seen in the last couple of days the the prototype-looking uh, model for uh, the, the third-party Overlord. Yep. I can't remember what, what they're calling him, but he looks fantastic. And Overlord's one of those G1 toys that is, like, one that I really want. Like, I, I if, if I could get together enough money for a G1 Overlord... I would love to get it because I think he looks fantastic. He's another one of those base formers that just had to me has so much play value that I, I really want it, but you know, I'm probably never going to be able to afford him, <clears throat> but this third party one, I mean, I, you know, that's going to be cheaper and it looks great. Maybe I can get together enough money to buy that. I would love to. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Uh, well, and more of the Headmaster stuff. The, I can't remember. Fans Toys, I think, is maybe the one that's doing the them. Fa- fans Project, um, I think. Fans Project, yeah, that's the one. Fans Project's doing the Headmasters. I'd love to get those because that's, that's currently my big G1 thing is getting – well, I have all the Headmasters finally, but I'm now I'm working on, like, Target Masters. Those, those 87, like, Headmasters, Target Masters toys are – are you know my obsession as far as like G1 getting G1 stuff now is so I would love to pick up the third party like sort of um, you know almost like masterpiece versions of those toys those that would be great I think 
Okay, well, uh, first thing is I have to disagree uh, about Skylinks. I think I think he's I think he's crazy enough to work. <laughs> I, I I do have a soft spot for uh, figures that are it just so f- far out the window. It's, it's like there's no reason at all to make anything like that, and I love it. <laughs> this guy looks, looks like one of those, and he was one of those to begin with, too. But, you know, the Combiner Wars ones where they omit the Lynx mode but still incorporate the Lynx head as, like, the head of the combined mode. It's like, okay, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that works. Okay. Um, as far as the third-party uh, Overlord, uh, I believe he's called Carnifex. Ah, He's being made by the the same company, at least, is made Feral Rex. I don't know if it's the same designer that actually designed this one, but yeah, he he looks wonderful. And if it anything like the other Mastermind creations is, you will have between two and three and maybe even four years to save up to get this thing before it finally comes out, because it'll be a while. (laughs) They're they're not fast, but they, they do good work. You know, versus some other third-party companies that is like, no, we have to get it out right now. And then when you get it in hand, it's like, yeah, this could have used a another pass of revision or so. Well, that's funny because you see that with a, a quite a few of these. I've I've noticed like they'll they'll release their first toy, and then the second toy maybe has you know has a few engineering tricks that they've they've tweaked to make it. To, to resolve the problems that people have with the first one. So you'd think that they, instead of, like, you know, putting out the first one as almost a prototype for what the rest of the, the sub, sub-line of, of the, that they're releasing is, you know, they, they just go through the testing and whatever to get enough feedback to make the first one as good as the rest of them are going to be. But, <laughs> you know, what do I know? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, the, you can look at it in like a cynical way, and think, yeah, they're just rushing it out. But on the other hand, the, you know, they are, I guess, if you want to look at it in a more hopeful way, they are, you know, at least listening to criticisms and going back and providing uh, fixes for their earlier figures. You know, I think there have been several uh, combiner sets that have been released one figure at a time that, you know, subsequent figures have re- included replacement parts. For the previous figures, that's happened several times, and I think it, I don't really want to look at it as like a cynical thing, and I don't want to, you know, assume that it is altruism on their part, you know, to just go and provide parts, you know, just for goodwill. I mean, it is, you know, if they don't fix it, you know, they're sunk. You know, like the very first uh, third-party combiner, I think it was the Hercules, which was a big devastator figure. Uh, the second figure in the set was mm-hmm. uh, their version of Long Haul, which was called Heavy Labor, and they had, in the production of it, they had forgotten to put like silicone grease in the in the gears that make the hips, which make which are used for the hips of the combined mode. So the teeth would strip out of the gears, and the whole thing would just fall over. And it was like the fourth or fifth figure in the set that could, included like a completely new uh, waist. Uh, for the long haul figure, you know, so that they, that could be fixed and then it wouldn't be an issue. I mean, 
they have to do it that way because if they don't fix it, you know, then nobody's going to buy their subsequent projects. But I, I will say that I do like their model of actually fixing problems much better than Takara's model, like, say, their masterpiece, Rodimus Prime, where they had the first version, which had a lot of problems in it, and then their solution was to fix it and then tell all the people that bought it was like, well, you can buy it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But see, they're a big company who can do that. Like, they, they, they have the resources to go, yeah, we're not going to give you a fix. You have to pay for a new version that's, you know, that is fixed. Whereas these old com- or these third party companies, they, they don't, they don't have the, the, that kind of resources. If they don't fix it, then, you know, people are going to be like, well, screw these guys. I'll, I'll go buy, you know, instead of Hercules, I'll go buy the other, you know, the, the other devastator that's going to, that someone else is coming out with, you know. Of which there are plenty. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> There's another one coming, I've heard. <laughs> I, I think rough count now is five unofficial Devastators, because there's the first one, the Hercules, that was made by TFC, and then there's the one made by Make Toys, which is called Giant, and then after that, Green Giant, which I have both of those, both of those, and out of the two, I would say get Green Giant. I, I like it much better. I don't like everything about it better than Hercules, but, you know, it's, it's just the superior figure of the two. And then now we've got, like, three more coming. One is, like, a little bitty one, and then one is uh, from the same company that did, like, the Throttlebot and the Dinobot combiner, and then there's another one uh, coming out that's supposed to be, like, Masterpiece style with, like, rubber tires, so, yeah, there's five of these things all together on top of the Hasbro... A Combiner Wars Devastator on top of the Takara one, which is you know slightly different in molding because it has elbows. So you have your choices. <laughs> well, that's something I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention Combiner Wars Devastator. Um, if anybody's out there feeling generous, I totally want one. <laughs> I can't afford one currently, so if you've got the money, hook me up. <laughs> uh, personally, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on the Takara one because I like um, elbows. <laughs> I don't know why they would have gone through the trouble of adding that in after they had already done all the molding and everything for the Hasbro version, which doesn't have them. And then yeah. just, it seems like so much more extra work to do that after the fact, but they did it anyway. So, yeah, I, I'll, I want the Takara one. <laughs> the, the only, the only way I can, the, the only rationalization I can, I can get for that is that maybe Hasbro was like, we need to get this out, you know, and Takara's like, okay, here's what, you know, here's what we put together, you know, bam. And Hasbro's like, okay, we'll get it out. And then Takara's like, we're going to tweak this a bit, though, and before we release it here in Japan, which, you know, I guess they 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 can afford to wait and, and, and put together a, a figure that's just that much better, I guess, or nicer. And they have done that, I think... For everything that you know, we colloquial, co- colloquially uh, call uh, classics, which includes you know, universe and generations and combiner wars and all this other stuff, Takara have always, I think, run behind the Hasbro stuff by at least six months, and I think the initial wave of Takara classics was like two years later. So, and, and we have already seen some of that with. Uh, the aerial bots and the stenticons that they put out because they put them out with uh, 
their full roster from the original uh, sets as opposed to including the new members, like the combined Hasbro right. done. So uh, I'm sure everything that they put out will be tweaked and have some molding differences or some different character included. Or, you know, something about it will be different. Well, I think the standards are a little bit better there too because I think it's a little bit more lax. I think on what just how complex or, or and whatnot a toy can be there. So you you know they like they don't have to they don't have to their toys don't have to hold up to the same like drop test or whatever that that they do over in North America and stuff. So you know generally speaking, most toys there are a little bit more complex and and and. And whatnot. So the standards that kids have there for toys are a little bit higher, I think, maybe too, in that regard. So you don't have the band, say Bandai releases, you know, in North America, um, you know, is a lot simpler in construction than what gets released in Japan. Um, so you don't, you know, with like Power Rangers and, and, and stuff like that. So I think that the kids over there in Japan, you know, these younger kids there, they're getting toys that are have much more complex engineering and construction so they want toys that you know like a, a you know a scrapper that doesn't bend, doesn't have elbows isn't going to fly with japanese kids whereas here in america you know american kids you know maybe they're not going to care so much and hasbro can afford to go yeah they're probably not going to care so much and you know really how many of these devastators are we going to sell it at 140 150 dollars and that does uh, kind of puzzle me about the Devastator that Hasbro's putting out anyway, because if you would think, if you think, okay, this is a very, this is like their big ticket item for the year at, at a, like $150, mm-hmm. but it's a character that comes from Generation 1. It, it's, it, that, it's a design that comes from Generation 1. It doesn't have anything to do with the current cartoon that's... Go- on the air, it doesn't have like anything that's actually marketing it towards children. So you would think, okay, between its design and its price tag, okay, this is kind of geared for adults. Then why would they skimp on things that an adult collector is going to look at? It's like, hey, there's no elbows in Scrapper. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I I I don't understand. I I, I don't understand where that where the Hasbro Devastator is really aimed at, you know? Well, I think no matter what, Hasbro's focus as far as who their, who their demographic is is always going to be kids. They throw us a bone every once in a while, and that's great. I think it's fantastic. But, um, you know, they're all, their focus is always going to be kids. It's always going to be that, you know, 5 to, you know, 5 to 12 age range. That's that's who they're looking to, to yeah, sell to, yeah. you know, always. Um, but you know, something like Devastator, I, you know, like you, they're, they're not going to sell a whole lot of it. And yeah, it's probably going to be mostly adults who are buying it. Mostly us, you know, us old time collectors who, who grew up with the, the old stuff back in the eighties. So they're, they're looking to maximize profits. So they're going to put out the cheapest version of that toy they can get out because they know that us old timers are going to buy it. You know, they know what they're going to sell is is, is going to be to us, and we're probably going to get it. I I don't know. I it's they've got to make a dollar. They got to make a profit, and if they don't, then we don't get toys. So I 
if that's what they got to do to make a profit, then I I can't fault them too much. And I mean, I, you know, I don't fault them for trying to make a product that will you know be profitable for them, and you know get it out. But at the same time, like I say, at like a hundred and fifty dollars, you'd think they would maybe cater like slightly toward an adult collector. I mean, if it was a Devastator set that they had put out and it was a lot smaller, well, not to say that the size is really anything going for it, but, you know, say the whole thing was maybe 50 bucks total, you know, then I can understand, like, the cost cutting, but I don't know. At that price, it seems like the, it seems like you would get more. And not to say that the Takara one has, you know, that much more, but, you know, elbows help. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, what really hurts that is that they're 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 ostensibly Voyager class figures, six of them, and when you buy a Voyager class figure, you expect a, a you know a, a lot more articulation in that figure than what we're getting with these. What they should have done, I think, releasing it as a set is is fine, but I think what they should have and done. To be fair, I, to be fair, I actually prefer them to release it as a set because, you know, as, a, as I was saying earlier, you know, I have this. Stunticons, but no Motormaster, and it's like, I, <laughs> I, I don't like that because it's a hassle. <laughs> so I really do like that the only way that you get this thing, you know, is in a boxed set that has all of them, and then that, that's it. They're there, and you're done. I like that. I, I gotta say, I'm the opposite. I, I, I really wish that they had made on these figures as, as separate. Well, I mean, like. I, you know, for the people like you, like yourself, that that do want to get it all in the one set, that's you know, I think that's great that they they've done that, and I think they should do both, just like they used to do in the old days when we were kids, is release the individual figures also, because it would be so much easier for me to get the complete Devastator if I could buy them, you know, each individual robot at a time, and you know, and that's, and maybe that would have given them the uh, the opportunity to put a little more effort into those into that construction because they could they would you know be making more money if they were releasing them uh you know each individually as a voyager class figure you'd be i I think the price uh, at least up here goes for around 32 to 35 dollars for a voyager class up here right now you know buying six figures at that price you know i would i would be demanding more or more articulation in in each figure but i mean like you know, if they did, were able to release those Takara figures individually, it would make it a lot easier for me to pick them up. Um, I know you mentioned the uh, the survey that uh, that was online not long ago, and I filled it out, and that was one of the the things at the end there when they asked you, "Is there anything you want to say?" And I that was one of the things I I was just like, I wish you would have had released the Devastator um, individually, because for people like me who don't have a lot of money to spend all at once, that this set is almost impossible for me to get unless somehow my family puts together a bunch of money and gets it for me for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but the caveat with that is if you're getting them one at a time, will you be able to find all of them over time? Or will they be like, you know, as you say, Motormaster was, where he was there for a couple of weeks and then he was gone and you haven't seen him since? To me, that that's what Amazon and, 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 and sites like that are for. Like, that, then I, I go online and get the get the stuff I need there if I can't find it in the stores. Okay, fair enough. But what if they're out of stock too? 
Yeah, that was another thing. Like I, I, I really wanted that leader class Megatron, and I could not find him anywhere. And I mean, the the city I was I'm from is, or you know, was living in is, is a a big city with a lot of stores. Like I think I probably went to oh, I want to say about ten or fifteen different you know between the Toys R Uses and the WalMarts and stuff. Went to about ten to fifteen different stores and could not find him. Could find Armada version of him, but not the not the regular like G1 looking version. And I had to. And then I went online, and the cheapest I could find him where for online was something like you know 50, 60 bucks. No, 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 it was more than that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was more like 70 bucks. And uh, yeah, on like Amazon Canada, and it was so expensive I couldn't couldn't do it. I had to. I ended up. You know, luckily, Denier hooked me up <laughs> and got me, you know, a leader class Megatron. So, you know, can't complain because I meant, you know, I got one. But it would have been nice if it had been on in, in the stores here. I don't know if it did. And people, you know, there was just collectors coming in and buying them all up off the shelves as soon as they were there or or what. I, I, I don't know, but I could never find one. And even going online it was too expensive for me. Yeah, from what I understand, the case that he shipped in was a case of two, which was one Generation 1 Megatron and then one Armada Megatron. So every time you saw an Armada, an Armada Megatron, it's like somebody bought the G1 version. Ah, nice. But not. <laughs> and I want to say that I saw uh, the Megatron all of twice. Twice. And I bought them the first time I saw them. And that was it. Because, you know, the store that here in, uh, where I live hasn't even stocked uh, the leader class figures since the end of the Generations line. So I still, I never saw Jetfire. You know, or Thundercracker or Starscream or, you know, anything else. It was only when I was uh, had gone to the airport to pick somebody up. And then on the way back we stopped at a I think the Toys R Us in Clarksville is maybe where I found Megatron. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's like an entire size class that I can't even, you know, get locally. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's really hard for those, for the, the stores to to justify stocking those stuff. Because, I mean, a lot of the leader class stuff, you know, there are a few things. But, I mean, like, you know, I, I saw the leader class Jetfire and it. At Target when when they had Target here in Canada, Target Target left Canada, but um, when there were Targets here, they the Jetfire just sat there like they had like three or four Jetfires just sitting on the shelf, and nobody was buying them. I I picked one up, but I you know they just sit there, and a lot of those larger, you know fifty dollar figures, people aren't buying, uh, especially up here because, uh, you know I think because the uh, the economy is so bad right now in Canada, you know, and as the economy gets worse, you know, it's hard to hard to move those bigger ticket items. And so stores aren't keen, you know, Toys R Us isn't keen on having a bunch of, you know, $50 toys just sit on their shelves. And then, then they have to later on sell them off at half price and at a, you know, at a loss. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why when, when Titan class Metroplex came out, I think I only ever saw one on a shelf in a store. 
I managed to pick mine up at a convention here. You know, I paid a pretty penny for it too. He was not cheap at the convention, but that was, I knew pretty much the only way I was ever going to find him. And I only ever saw him at a, I think it was a Toys R Us. Yeah, it was a Toys R Us. I only ever saw him on the shelf at a Toys R Us once. And, you know, that's a lot, there's a lot of stores here. So, you know, I, I live in a fairly large city, a lot of stores. And for him to only show up in one, that. I mean, that's one more than yeah. I ever saw. <laughs> well, so the, I, like I said, the, the I guess the point I'm trying to make is that the you know it's hard for Toys R Us or Walmart to justify putting that on the shelf. I mean, like, why are they going to bring that into their store when you know they might sell one? Yeah. Maybe, maybe two. Yeah. You know, I mean, not, not a lot of people are going to come drop you know 150 dollars on a toy. You know, and now this this Titan class Devastator, he's going to be what up here? You no, know, he's going to be closer to two hundred dollars because the Canadian dollar is slipping so far. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any expectation of actually, you know, seeing that in a physical store either. Well, all right. Um, I think we pretty much exhausted. I mean, is there anything else you have to say about the the toys in general? Uh, not at the moment. I I think uh, we'll have to do it again, and I'll have more to say, but. Yeah, it, yeah. I hope we don't sound like too much like crotchety old men just complaining about, you know, the good old days when they could release it, you know, individually and as sets, and everybody was happy and all that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is yeah, it was fun. All right, yeah, I I think I pretty much said all I have to say about it too. Um, this is probably you know, like I said, there's going to be a this is probably going to be a subject where we're going to want to revisit again in the future. You know, it's probably going to be a semi regular theme. In the future, just come back and talk about what new stuff has come out and, and what new stuff is going to come out in the future, you know. Um, and, you know, maybe we can get a few other people in here with us to talk about uh, what they think about toys, too, so you don't always have to listen to the same two people. Yeah. Toys. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, this has been a Podcast Maximus. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I hope you hope you enjoyed it and I uh, hope you'll join us next time. All right. Yay! We made a podcast!